Hey everyone, it's Simon here. Welcome to our podcast for this week. It's Sunday afternoon as I record this, and we had church this morning in person. It was awesome. It was great to have a whole stack of people back from holidays, including Maria and myself, after a couple weeks of online. And uh, it was great to be gathering in the house in person. If you want to know more about Everyone Church, maybe you're just checking us out, head to our website, find us on Instagram, Facebook, at everyone.church. And uh, get to know us. The best thing you can do, actually, is to come and visit us in person. Uh, We're on every week, every Sunday morning. All the details are on our website. Come and visit. Come and experience what it's like to be in the house, in the room, in a go-kart track. (laughs) But God is doing awesome stuff in our church. We're excited about it. So I'd like to share from Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 5 today, our our core scriptures. Uh, And then I'm going to share verse 6 a little bit later. But we'll start with... Philippians 1, verse 3 to 5, the Apostle Paul says this, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Now, just pause. You know, Maria and I and the family were just on a short holiday. And I can be honest about this. Every day I think about our church in some form or another. I pray for our church every day. I do. I think about you guys. So as I was reading this, I was like, man, I think about our church too. Think about Paul. He was thinking about the Philippian church a lot. Well, I think about everyone church a lot. I think about all the families that God has brought into us, uh, all the, uh, the friends that we've made throughout this church planning journey. It truly has been so precious. So Paul says this, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Verse 4, whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. Verse 5, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. I want to share about our little-by-little journey in partnership. Paul says, you've been my partners in spreading the good news. I love that word, partnership. You know, we've been church planning, have you heard? But we've been church planning, and it's interesting on this journey, like figuring out at times, like, who is a a member of Everyone Church, and who's just like a a frequent or infrequent visitor? Um, And it's not like we have like an RSL membership membership. desk at the front door, although that could make things a little bit clearer, just being honest. But for us, I've I've tried to start thinking less about membership and more about partnership. Um, Who is partnering with us in this mighty work that God has called us to do of planting and establishing a church that brings Jesus to everyone everywhere in our region? That's what I've been thinking about. Who, Who is partnering with us? You know, a friend of mine, Pastor Darren Bunnell, who is actually Dr. David Moore's pastor, who was visit, visiting us a couple of weeks ago. Darren Bunnell uh, and his wife, Bron, they pastor uh, a number of churches out toward Tamworth Way. But I remember him saying once uh, that you can categorize church people, that's me and you, in four different categories. And you've heard me share this before if you've been listening in, in, uh, to any of our teachings over the last couple of years. But he, the four categories are all out, lean out, lean in and all in. Now, none of us like to be categorized, but if we go through these, you know, you might find you fall into one of these four categories. Now, all out people, they're all out. They want nothing to do with church at all, which I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not an all out person. Then lean out people, they always seem to be kind of hanging around and sometimes they look like lean in people, but they're closer to being all out than anything else. Like lean out people always need more convincing 
about why they should press into church and the family of faith, and, and not much convincing to miss it. In other words, church isn't a priority for them. They're just leaning out, leaning out. Uh, lean in people, they have an attitude that doesn't need to be convinced into everything. And although they might not be all in just yet, they're not far off. Their posture is positive. Like imagine you're leaning in to listen to something, right? And then all in people, well, we know they're, they're planted, they're all in. They don't need arm twisting or motivational speaking. They're all in through it all, through the long haul. And I know Maria and I, we are all in. And we know there's a number of families in our church that are all in, or at least lean in. If you're new to our church, I don't expect you to be all in yet. You don't fully know us, and things move at the speed of trust. But when it comes to church, the family of faith, what category of person are you? Are you all out, lean out, lean in, all in? I'm talking about church today, and which is very important, as we've mentioned. Are, are you leaning out, or are you leaning in? You might say, oh, I don't like organized religion. Like, really? Is this all that we are, is organized religion? We ran into this couple while we were on holidays, Maria and I, who were, um, uh, I think they lived in the, the resort that we were staying at uh, in Flint's Beach, and, and we were just chatting, and because there's a whole bunch of Australian Christian Church pastors up at Port Macquarie for our state pastors conference, and they asked us, oh, there's like a thousand of us, so they're everywhere. And and they asked us, they said, oh, are you here with the church conference? And I said, yeah. And I explained a bit about where, why we're there, you know, are all these pastors coming together once a year. And and they said to me, they said, oh, we're not associated with any church, but we do study the Bible. Now, that statement kind of shocked me a little bit because oh, well, I wasn't going to judge anyone. I wasn't going to get, but I was just thinking to myself, man. Is that really what we're all destined to become? Is just leaning out, getting embittered, and then one day just going, do you know what? I'm not part of any church. I'm just, I just study the Bible at my at home in my own time. I hope not. I hope that we have a, a revelation of that church is more than just organized religion or, or a lecture or a class, but it's a family. It's, it's, a, it's a faith community, a, a spiritual home where we flourish, where we find shelter, where we grow, uh, where we reach the world in Jesus' name. All out, lean out, lean in, all in. What category are you? I've definitely been all of the above in my Christian and church life. Uh, let me tell you, being a lean out person is not joyous or fun at all. Dragging your feet and being offended and embittered and irritated. It's, it's not fun. It's not fun. But I get a sense that in these verses, the Apostle Paul is writing to a church where there are a bunch of lean-in people. And we need lean-in people. You know, everyone church uh, is not going to grow and move forward without anything less than lean-in people. So what does that look like? What does lean-in look like? And I think it looks a lot like partnership. Partnership. Paul says, you are my partners. In spreading the gospel. And I love that word. You know, it's the Greek word koinonia, which is actually the same word. Whenever you see the word fellowship in the New Testament, more likely than not, it's going to be this Greek word koinonia, which is it's a collection of people. It's a joint contribution. And Paul says, you've been my partners, my koinonia in spreading the good news about Christ. Not just members or attenders. No, partners. You know, partners for a work that needs to get done. And, you know, we have a vision as a church to bring Jesus to everyone, everywhere. Now, that's a big vision. <laughs> that's a big vision, right? And it starts in our community. It starts in our family. It starts at our dinner table, really, to bring Jesus to the dinner table. And our, and our vision is only a dream until we have people who help us start getting to work. And, you know, throughout our church planning journey, 
Maria and I have had a few times over the last couple of years where we felt like there was like a, a gear shift happening in our church, where it's time to take a collective step up and step into something new in God. And I, I believe that we are in the midst of a gear shift, a shift towards greater partnership together, a stepping up into something new and fresh in God, a new area of grace, a new level, as it were, from lean in to all in, maybe. Or maybe you're lean out and you need to move to lean in. So let's talk about partnership. Let's talk about what that really looks like. Let's move from attendance or even infrequent attendance to partnership. That, hey, this is what I'm part of. I'm partnering with each other. It's not just about Maria and I. I'm partnering with us or partnering with like an entity of everyone church. No, it's about being together as the family of faith that happened to be called Everyone Church, where we can be together and partner with one another for the sake of the gospel. So I want to go through what I'm calling my three Ps of partnership. Now, we've done a lot of acrostics lately, frame the three Ts of a submitted life to God, but it's really just to help us remember and help us apply this stuff, okay? So three Ps of partnership. Paul says, you've been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ. And as we go over these, I want you to consider maybe embarking on a fresh commitment of partnership with each other at Everyone Church. Maybe some of these will help you assess whether you're really partnering with each other and with us, or whether you're just on the outskirts. What we're really talking about with partnership is investing yourself, investing your family into the vision and and the God mandate on this body of people called Everyone Church. So the, the first P of partnership is prayer. Man, we need to be partners with each other in prayer. Pray with us. Pray for us. Pray together. We need to pray for one another. Let this house be a house filled with prayer. You know, our church plant has been spearheaded with prayer. We, right from the get-go, it was birthed out of prayer. It was, it's been sustained with prayer. I think about the prayer team at Imagination's Church, our sending church. They, they still pray for us every month. Narrowly or Veronica, they'll send me a message saying, hey, here's the prayer um, request. Is there any updates? And they'll, they've been praying for us. I think about people for, who right from day one, God brought into our church to, to pray for us. I think about people like Concilia and Julie and, and others who have just had a real burden in their heart and a grace on their life, a gifting of intercessory prayer and praying for us and with us. You know, prayer is not an option. It's our only option. And it's the start of a heart investment into our churches when you pray. You know, if you're struggling with a relationship or maybe someone at work that you just can't stand, I challenge you to start praying for that person. It'll change your heart because it's a heart investment. And I don't mean pray that like something bad would happen to them. I'm talking about praying God's blessing on them, praying for good things, praying that they would come to know Jesus. That'll change your heart, right? Prayer changes things. It doesn't just change external things. It also changes me. It changes me. And we have prayer points on our website under the Pray Day uh, um, tab, you know, everyonechurch.com.au forward slash pray day. And they're updated every month. And on the first Sunday of every month, we have a pray day. We pray together. And I think next month, we're going to have our first ever in-person pray day prayer meeting, which I'm excited about because we've been doing them online, which have been good. But we want to pray together. We want to be in partnership in prayer in the same room. Are you praying with us? Are you praying for us? Are you praying for each other? Partnership is prayer. Now, our second P of partnership is participation. You know, your presence and participation at things is so valuable. Man, like church planning, uh, this is not a lament about church planning. I'm just being honest here. Uh, church planning is hard. Uh, there's weeks where 
Uh, particularly when you're in the early stages of church planning like us, there's weeks where, you know, you have a bunch of families on holidays and it's like, oh boy. Uh, and then there's weeks where everyone shows up and you're like, wow, amazing. And it's it's hard work. And it's also work that where we need partners who participate, who aren't just attending or consuming, but participate in what's going on. And our heart is not to use or abuse anyone's participation. No, that's why we were so slow in rolling things out. We went monthly services, fortnightly services. We we did the online service thing for a long time because Maria and I uh, wanted to carry the load of that and allow community to happen without... Uh, adding in all the volunteer stuff just yet. but And I've been part of a big church, and sometimes it can become a machine, and there's lots to do. But we aren't a machine. We're a family. Partnership is participation. And participation is shown in your gathering, actually being there. You can't say you're a partner if you're never there. Getting to a connect group, getting to know some faith friends in the church community. That's only going to actually happen if you're actually there, right? And we encourage one another with our presence, we absolutely do. Have you ever had a life event or, or a party or something or a wedding where you've been encouraged by someone's presence there? I love, you know, speaking of people who are just always there, I think about Mick in our church who, you know, there's been many Sundays where we've been setting up, me and him, and I, I'm thinking the texts are rolling in. I'm like, oh, Mick, I think we might have a low Sunday. And Mick looks at me and he says, mate, even if it's just me and you, we're going to have a great service today. His presence encourages me. Come on, we got to, and I hope mine encourages him too. I think about, you know, when Maria, when Maria's father passed away a number of years ago, I remember someone came to the funeral and it was a little bit unexpected. Uh, and someone came along and, and Maria was like, oh, so-and-so's here. And I remember watching how Maria was encouraged and comforted in her time of grief by someone who just showed up. All they did was show up and sit on a, on a, in a row of chairs, right? And it, it ministered to Maria in that time of grief. Don't underestimate the ministry of your presence. Participation is shown in your gathering. It's also shown in your giving, both in our time, uh, in our talents, and even our, our, our finances. Uh, our church is sustained by the financial giving of, of people within our church, God moving on the generous hearts of his people. And we're a giving church. We're not ashamed of it. And our stance on money is quite simple. We talked about this in a couple of weeks ago, but I'll just mention it again. We, there's three G's in giving around here. One is that we believe there's a guide to giving. In the Old Testament, there is a pre-law guide of giving 10% to the Lord. That's what Maria and I do. It's not a rule. It's not a law. It's a guide, but just a hint, um, it's wise to follow the guide. You know, one time when Maria and I were in New York City, uh, pre-kids, different life, seems like a lifetime ago, but we're in New York City, we didn't know where to go, and we joined on this hop-on, hop-off bus tour where there was a guide, and the guide showed us all sorts of cool stuff around the city. It's, it, it pays off. It's, it's wise to follow the guide, okay? So there is a guide for giving. There's also a given of giving. In the New Testament, and this is the verse that we're focusing on today, is one of them. It's where Paul urges the local church to, to support those who minister the gospel to them. And it's it's like their responsibility to sustain the local church in that way. It's not a debate. It's not, a, oh, I'm not sure. No, no, it's a given. And then the third thing is that it's a goal. So it's a there's a guide for giving, giving, there's a given of giving, and there's a goal of giving. And the goal is that we would live out sacrificial Christianity unto the Lord in every area of life. And with that, there is no guide. There is no law. There is, it's giving all I am to the Lord. And our goal is that everyone, everyone would know about him. Amen. You know, when you invest 
into a church, you're investing your heart. Participation is not just consuming. We're not here to be a consumeristic church. We're here to be a partnership church. Church is not just a service where we rate it on Google. No, it's a family we do life with. Paul says, you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ. So three P's of partnership, prayer, participation, and lastly, promotion. Paul says, you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ. Promotion. There's something to be shared here. There's something to be promoted, and that is the gospel. I'm not just talking about sharing our Instagram posts or or spreading our brand. No, I'm talking about spreading the good news of Jesus. This is why we invite, we share, we let people know that, that there's a great church family here because we believe in this church family, people will find Jesus. They'll find him and they'll know him and they'll get to know him more and more right? The church is a vehicle or a family for sharing Jesus with our community. This is why we do outreaches at Easter and Christmas. This is why we do community barbecues like we're doing next week. This, it's not just for you, but it's also for others. Amen. Partnering with each other in spreading the good news about Jesus. And I want to close today with verse 6 of Philippians chapter 1. So I'll reread Verse 3 to 5, it says, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy, and for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And then the very next verse, verse 6, I believe it's a promise. It's a promise for the partners. And it says this, And I am certain that God, listen to me here, please, I don't know where you're driving, where you're running and walking, listen to this, allow this verse to resonate in your spirit. It says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work in you, will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So this is what happens for partners. <laughs> when, they, when they go all in, when they lean in, God begins a work within you and he will complete it. You know, I think about my phone. You know, when I, when I plug my phone in to the charger, it says charging. It might say 25%, 30%. But when I unplug that, the charging stops, right? And this is what happens with many Christians. They, they plug in for a while and they start their journey. Then they unplug. They, they step back. They, they lean out. They go all out even. God wants to complete. He wants you to, there'll be a day in your life when you enter eternity and God is 100% finished with you. But that's not right now. He's going to complete his work in you, but you got to stay plugged in. You got to stay partnering. You got to press in with your prayer, with your uh, participation, with your promotion, with leaning into the family of faith that God has planted you. Amen. So I'm believing God will continue to do a powerful work in you. It's amazing how God uses our the little that we offer, and He does a great work in us, a, a work of making us more like Him, a work of blessing us to be a blessing to others. What work has God yet to finish in you? And what does partnership look like? It looks like prayer, participation, and promotion. So let's partner together for the glory of God. Amen. Let me pray. God, I thank you for every person on the podcast today. I pray that we would all lean in to a new level of partnership together for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed week. Hope you can join us in the, in the coming weeks. Come to our community barbecue. Find everything on our website and stuff. Have a great week. Yeah.